Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get Margrimey. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> was that good? That was good. I usually Thanks. hate them, but I liked that one. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's nice to say. Um, I want to jump in here really quick and say that I didn't actually have the script in front of me for that intro. No way. We've done approximately 350 of these episodes so far, so I've got it down, I guess, knock on wood. Jeebus. There's no way I, I can do that. I never pay attention to anything. I just like... Well, you could have changed the script like a little bit at a time, just like each word, and I wouldn't have known. I just so would have read it. <laughs> I actually just like switched around the emphasis a little bit. So if you listen to it backwards, there's a secret hidden message. God. And it's, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's, are you there, God? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Flora, how's your week going? It is fantastical. It's good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm off tomorrow. Nice. I drank a couple beers when I got home. Nice. I have, like, no errands to run, so tomorrow's going to be, like, the laziest day. I'm going to read this book. I have this book I want to read. Easy breezy. Books, 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 books. I can't wait. That sounds like a nice day. Yeah. Are you gearing up for the holiday season? Uh, sure. I have my Christmas tree up. I bought a bunch of presents when I was out of the country. I have no money any longer. Nice. Checks all the boxes. Yep. Uh, I got a tree and I'm broke. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, how has your week been? My week has been good. I had a weird um, day off today, actually, in oh, the middle well, today. of my week. I know. I never have weekend days off. So I was like out and about doing my thing and like elbowing people out of the way at the grocery store. Yep. Like, What's going on? Why are there so many people here? Yep. Because it was a weekend. Yeah, it's actually and not the awful. Middle of the week. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but it's okay. I cooked cookies. I made. I made. I made Christmas cookies all day. Damn it. Also, side note. So I pulled up Spotify to like get some like Christmas vibes going, and yes. I pulled up the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack, and I was just okay. like jamming out, making cookies, smack dab in the middle of that shuffle play. This like Lil Wayne song comes <laughs> blasting through my speakers. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? And I was like, um, excuse me. And so I went over, and I, I mean, nothing against Lil Wayne. You know I like to get down. But <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting this. I was going from, like, the classical piano holiday music yes. to just, like, Lil Wayne thumping. Yes. And it was really weird. And then the song went, you know, played its course, and then it went back to the playlist, and that was it. And I was like, what? Okay, I, I am not sure that I've ever seen Charlie Run Christmas. Can you confirm Lil Wayne is not in it? Is he a part of the soundtrack or no? I've never heard him on there before, and okay. I've never seen him in the show. But okay. again, like, it's not like my eyes are open the entire 30-minute special. Yeah, I got a blink at some point. So yeah. Like, who knows if he popped in? Yeah. I guess that's a really good point. I, I didn't even think about that. I guess I'm the fool now. Right. For forgetting that classic <laughs> Christmas carol. <laughs> Triple X Dominion. <laughs> it was trying to open your eyes to the truth. Yeah. Um, well, that was that. It was bumping, though. It nice. Was, it was a pretty good single. Was it Christmas related at all or just like Lil no, Wayne? No, not at all. Okay. Okay. Not, no, not at all. But it's a good one, I think, if like 
you've got family over. Maybe you're like unwrapping your gifts or like you're carving your Christmas what? white loaf oh, or okay. whatever you're doing. <laughs> I just thought you were gonna say like your Christmas pumpkin. I'm like, no. What? Well, I said meatloaf as if that's a thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, yeah, true. Just Christmas as weird. meatloaf. Uh, and you're like, oh, I just want some like nice chill holiday classics to to stream, and then put that on. It'll be a nice little bonus in there. You yeah. Won't see it coming. Grandma won't see it coming. Grandma's going to love it. She can't see anymore, honestly, I don't think. No. She's like 100. Yeah. That's okay. She'll love it. She'll love it. Anywho. Good grief. Let's get into the animal of the week. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Is that Lil Wayne? Good grief, Lil Wayne. <laughs> that's, the, that's the New Year's special. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good grief, Charlie Brown. You really went off the rails after Christmas ended. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to say, we're talking about the Margay. Did I say that before? Who knows? Thank you, patrons, for voting on the Margay. Thank you. I wanted to talk about cats, and you appeased me. You should have never done that. (laughs) Poor choice. You can't give her what she wants, ever. No, never, especially when it comes to kitties. Margay, let's talk about it. First off, it's a little cat. Aww. It's an exotic cat, though. So don't go try to adopt one of these things. It's going to shred the face off your face oh it's gonna eat your face yeah so don't do it uh classification (laughs) they're mammals cat oh okay yeah oh yeah oh yeah we'll start pretty broad and then we'll we'll narrow it down mammals order carnivores perfect family felidae yes genus leopardus Ooh. yeah and then the species i don't know how to say it weedy is that how you say it (laughs) What? <laughs> we we a die. We the <laughs> uh spell that for us, please. Why die? Why D? It's W I E D I I. Oh, that's fun. It's a lot of eyes. Weedy. That sounds like a Pokemon. It uh, it's one of those things. It's like you can't spell win without we die. <laughs> Everyone knows that famous slogan. That classic catchphrase from our childhood. Anywho, yeah, it's a leopardist, however the hell you say it. it. But it's the Margay. It's the Margay, everyone. Yeah. So they're part of that family, the leopard, or I'm sorry, the genus, the leopardus uh, genus. And the leopardus is a genus of spotted small cats. Typically, they're native to Middle and South America, but sometimes they can range upwards into Southern United States. Okay. So they're all the, the New World kind of area. Yeah. Uh, most of these species are um, resembling domestic domestic house cats in size and appearance, but they look a little bit different. Uh, the margay is on the smaller end of things, and it kind of goes upward mm-hmm. to the larger end of things toward the ocelot, which is also within this genus. Oh. And actually, people commonly confuse margay and ocelot. And by commonly, I mean not very commonly, because I feel like most people don't even know what a margay is. <laughs> But when they see it, they're like, like wait hey. a second, is that the other cat that I also don't know what it is? is that and that's Margay? where the confusion comes in. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later, how okay. to tell the difference. Okay. But they're part of that genus. Um, interestingly enough as well, the leopard isn't actually part of the, the genus Leopardus. Who came up with that? Who did that? Chucky D came up with it. What's its genus then? I don't know. I didn't look that up. We're not talking about it, are we? <sighs> okay yeah i said it anywho (laughs) i'm gonna this is gonna be um 
This is going to be a choose-your-own-adventure, Flora. Oh, God, my favorite. As far as, like, learning about the Margate. Yes, 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 I'm going to give you two choices at every junction. Oh, my God. I'm going to choose one, and we'll talk about it. I love this. Okay, great. Would you like to hear about what they look like or where they live? What they look like. Okay, great. The Margate is similar to the Ocelot, which, again, if you've never heard of that, you won't know what I'm saying. But it is on the smaller end of the spectrum. These guys do sort of resemble domestic house cats, kind of uh, what your tabby cats might look like mm-hmm. or what a Bengal cat might look like, mm. but they're quite a bit different as well. The biggest, most important thing that you have to know is they've got scrunched up little kitty faces. Oh. Which are really cute. What? Yeah, just their faces. They just like, Smush you know face? how kitties always look kind of like smug and they're just like, meh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what a Margate looks like. God. It's the, it's the image that's conjured in your mind when you hear that sound. Like, meh. The entire look like. time you've been talking, my f- internet has been, like, updating, and so I have not been able to look at a picture of this animal the entire time, and I'm, Ooh, I'm actively just, dying. Well, uh, building suspense here. I'm doing a mental picture, but it's just not doing it for me. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a little doopy face. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a predator. <laughs> hey, eat. Where's the animals? Okay, the Margay weighs between approximately five and a half to nine pounds. So again, pretty little. It's kind of like a domestic house cat. And their body can range anywhere between around 20 to around 32 inches in length. Okay. It's pretty comparable. Small, yeah. That's just a cat. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. However, their tail is pretty long. It's anywhere between around a foot to just shy of two feet. Whoa. It's a pretty long tail. Two feet? Yeah. Their fur is brown, and it uh, has a number of different rows of dark brown and black rosettes. Now, mm. I know when we talked about cheetahs, we talked about the difference between, like, spots and rosettes. Yeah. And cats are notoriously, like, difficult to tell apart, I think, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the easiest ways to tell them apart is to see if what you're looking at is a spot or a rosette, because it will inform your decision. Yes. So, for instance, cheetahs had spots. They do not have rosettes. And people constantly confuse them with leopards, which have rosettes and do not have spots. So yes. it's a back and forth thing. Uh, the margay is in a, is a small cat that has rosettes. They do not have spots. They have rosettes. So look okay. for those. It's not a spotted cat. Uh, but they also do have uh, long longitudinal streaks that run down their spine and typically down their tail as Ooh, well. Okay. The underside, of course, just like most cats, is tends to be paler than the top side, and it can be anywhere between white to a kind of buff tan color. And the tail has a bunch of dark bands going all the way from base to tip, and they also have a black tip on their tail. Aww. One really cute thing that you probably won't see if the market is ever looking at you <laughs> is that the back of their ears have a little white circle. Right in the center, on each ear. That's cute. What's that for? It's like a little moon tattoo. Oh, they got tatted up. Yeah. Respectable. Yeah. (laughs) They're respectable cats. (laughs) But also basic as fuck. Are they? I got a moon tattoo. (laughs) Behind my ear. (laughs) Got two moon tattoos. (laughs) Cool, me too. Just really in touch with the moon and the tides. Love that moon. I'm I'm a moon child. Oh, aren't we all? Yes. Cool. They also have uh, some white markings around their eyes as well as around their mouth and their nose, but they also have big old eyeballs and a big old nose. So it's really cute. I love They're a cute little kitty. Yeah, they do have big eyes. I like them. Mm Mm-hmm. So according to our most trusted and most favorite source, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. 
The margay, unlike, unlike most other cats, uh, the females only have two teats. Okay, we do what? The females only possess two teats. Okay, I thought you said teeth. No, no, no. Teats. As in <clears throat> the teats. Short for teeties. <laughs> <laughs> Scientific name. Just two, huh? Just two. Yeah, most other kitties, you know, have like like a million like rows and rows of nipples endless teats like i feel like every time i touch a cat's belly i'm it's just a teats there and you're like is that a bug no it's another fucking teat how many of these do you have exactly is that a scab no it's a teat don't pick it off (laughs) there (laughs) definitely done that before and my cats are like stop picking my teats (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry it's one of my teeties my teeties yeah, they only have two, I guess, which I get, I mean, they make, it makes sense because they only have one kitten at a time. Okay. They're really two. Yeah. So they're not really having litter. So, like, what's but the point? But at the same time, yeah, at the same time, it's kind of, kind of weird, right? Where'd those other TDs go? Where there's a TD, there's a, a way. Is that that so expression? Is, is there another cat that has an excess of TDs and that's where this evolutionary bit has gone? Mm. Because it's like energy, right? Like energy cannot be consumed right. nor created nor destroyed um and i feel like evolutionary traits cannot be created or destroyed they're just passed on to somebody else right. so this cat lost tds mm-hmm. so now somebody oh it's um uh harry styles oh he got it he has that third nipple it's it's actually um like a million nipples but it's just really <laughs> concentrated in one spot <laughs> yeah he, got, he has it yeah he, okay it's the law of evolutionary um nipple subjugation mm-hmm. it's like uh i was gonna say like jenga it's nothing like jenga it's like it's exactly like jenga if you think about jenga that's what it's like that is a spot on anywho they okay. only got two teats it's wild <laughs> it's wild it's crazy that's crazy okay so that's kind of what they look like like i said they're on the smaller end of things and they're basically kind of like your house cat in size and sort of appearance if you've got a tabby so now cool. that we've discovered what they look like, we're going to have another Choose Your Own Adventure here, Flora. Would you like okay. to talk about where they're found or how they... What was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> or worst adventure. <laughs> or, or, or how they hunt slash eat. <gasps> how they hunt slash eat. Okay. These guys, I'm mixing it up. Yeah. These guys are predators. And like most cats, they tend to do most of their hunting... Uh, at dawn or at dusk as well as overnight but they can hunt during the day but again like most cats they're kind of sleepy so they sleep a lot during their day and then hunt a lot the rest of the time yeah pretty much the margay interestingly enough is found mostly in the trees so they're spending the majority of their time up in trees and they hunt up in the trees as well in fact they do just about everything up in the trees they are known to hunt on the ground but it's pretty rare they're they're pretty much tree dwelling kitties which is really cute yeah, and I, I mean, like, when you're super short, like, you might as well just sit in a tree. Yeah, it's, yeah, you might as well. You got a good vantage point, and, like, you're going to be able to see the movie that's playing a few Because otherwise ahead. you're just, like, super short. Yeah. Yep. And it gets you up mm. above the guy in the top hat sitting in front of you, so. Yeah. Works out great. And just away from all those bullies mm-hmm. telling you how short you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, because the margay is nocturnal, most of the dietary studies that have been conducted by scientists have been done on stomach contests, contents and fecal analysis, because they're not really able to, 
they don't have a ton of footage of them hunting, and so they kind of have to okay. just guess at what's inside of them. Well, yeah. For the most part, the cat hunts every other type of animal. They'll hunt lizards, um, frogs, birds. They'll eat eggs. They can hunt small mammals and even monkeys that are in trees. Um, but they well, can also eat, just like all cats, they like love nominon grass to help with digestion. But they also can chew nice. on other vegetation and sometimes fruit to aid in that digestion, too. My cat gets diarrhea when she eats cat grass, which I feel like oh. is supposed to not happen. I think it's the... Shouldn't it be the reverse that she, like, vomits? I don't know. Leaky poops. Oh, well. And then she leaves little Hershey kisses all over my couch and my bedspread. Oh, that's sweet. Just in time for Christmas. (laughs) I'm living in a nightmare. This is a living (laughs) cat shit nightmare that I live in. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Anywho, there is one really cool thing. Actually, two really cool things that the Margay does that's uh, almost entirely unique to their species. And it has to do with the way that they hunt. So first off, okay. they have been observed using auditory mimicry to lure prey to them, which uh, is interesting because this you... is a very advanced, very intelligent technique in order to obtain food. And a lot of times, Joking. yeah, a lot of times scientists equate this type of problem solving and luring to the use of tools in primates. Like it's a very advanced well, yeah. sort of skill. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have fucking thumbs, so like it's not going to use a stick. It's going to use what it's got. It uses beautiful vocal cords. You know, this is like uh, Ursula in The Little Mermaid. She did the same yeah. thing. This is like kind of scary. I'm getting scared. Well, it's probably not going to mimic like a hot dog vendor to try to lure you in. <laughs> okay, well. Because you that was hot dogs. Close to home. Okay, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Last night, what did I have for dinner? Two hot dogs. What did I have for dinner tonight? Two hot dogs. Fuck, you got it. Yes. <laughs> Fucking love hot dogs. On the money. They're I'm like good, 90% man. hot dog at this point in my life. Especially right now. Ooh. I'm a hot dog. I love that song. That classic hit from the <laughs> 90s. Did it sing to that? I'm a hot dog. <laughs> it, was on their, it was on that one album that had Dirty Pop on it, right? Dirty Pop. The hot dog. That's the one. Did I like that pop doll? Did it, did you can't stop? <laughs> Give me that ketchup. <laughs> oh my god. JT, his greatest hits. He knew it. That's JC another time that too. next time you're listening to Christmas tunes, that fucking thing's gonna come on. <laughs> Hot dog. Did it, did it, did <laughs> Slap it in that bun. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. The Margaret uses auditory. Or the market, yeah, it uses auditory mimicry. God, I just, like, had a stroke there. To lure its prey. <laughs> and it has been observed imitating the call of the pied tamarind infant. And, um, Jesus. This is, yeah, this is especially interesting because, obviously, the infant was present in a group of adult tamarinds. And so the adults left to investigate. They thought it was another infant. Oh. And so the idea is that the market would then swoop in and eat the baby. Uh, while God. it was not successful in that, um... I guess repetition. It okay. it does. It was one of the first observations of this sort of thing happening. So scientists have hypothesized that it's kind of happening all over the place, which is really cool. Not so great for the monkey, but like really cool for a predator to employ something like yes. that. Yes, I've never heard of a mammal doing that. Right? Am I dumb, or is that like a weird thing? I I mean I don't know. There are a lot of mammals out there. I haven't. 
at least I mean, off birds the top of my do that head. shit like all the time, right? Like they're always just like, oh, oh yeah. Wow. I mean, those they crafty like bastards. <laughs> they know what they're doing. But, like a mammal, this little mm-hmm. kitty. Like, what if your cat like mimicked like a can opener noise? So then you're like, gotta feed my cat, or so I don't know, or just like the trash man. And so then you like leave to go do the trash, and then it like eats your pizza off your table. I don't know. I don't know. That's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't. I don't know either. Um, it kind of freaks me out a little bit, but it's the capacity for cool. evil there is like very high. Is right, what I'm right, right. About I think um, I think that kind of falls more on the chaotic spectrum of alignment, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely not lawful by any means. No, 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 no. Okay, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we can talk about their general behavior, or we can talk about their reproduction. What are you more interested in? Oh, tell me about those babies. Okay. And how they make them. Right. So like most cats, uh, Margays are solitary. They spend the majority mm. of their lives on their own, except for when they're being raised by their mother. The fathers don't really do anything. Surprise, surprise. <clears throat> the adults really only come together to mate, and this occurs when the female is in estrus. Mm. Uh, so estrus, estrus for the female lasts, I think I read, anywhere between four to... Yeah, four to ten days, and this happens every 32 to 36 days. God, that Um, poor cat. (laughs) I know, she's having a really rough time. So for those four to ten days, she essentially just makes this loud, long moaning call that is supposed to attract males to her. And if any of you have seen... Yeah, if any of you have seen cat reproduction, you know that this is just like a nightmare because... Oh, God, like seeing a cat in heat is... Especially if it's a house cat, oh, good God. Uh, anyways, so the males respond and they do this by either yelping or they make a trilling sound, which I know we talked a little bit about when we talked about cheetahs, um, mm. about their like stutter bark. Stutter bark, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of a similar thing, but just on like on a smaller kitty scale, <laughs> which is really cute. She's like, I guess. I don't know. That's my best guess. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I'm going to, careful, I'm going to have a female Margay oh, in here uh-oh, with me uh-oh. in any moment. <laughs> good grief. Uh-oh. And then... Uh, researchers have also seen an interesting thing that males do in response to the female call is that they will rapidly shake their head side to side. And this hmm. is something they haven't seen in any other cat species. So I don't know if they're just like getting pumped. They're just like, ah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I don't know. But anywho. Like they're just like getting their head in the game, you know? Like, oh, here it comes. That's the one. I gotta get gotta ready. just wiggle my head. <laughs> well, they gotta get ready because copulation is gonna last. Dun, 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 dun. 60 seconds. <sighs> they got to get wow. ready. <laughs> they really, yes. they got to get amped. That's they got to get ready. That's a lot of work. Get the pregame Gatorade, get the postgame Gatorade. Uh, and get it's limber. Pretty much. It's, um, it's pretty similar to how copulation occurs in domestic cats as far as like how the actual deed is done, but also duration okay. and kind of how it runs its course. Yeah. But because the margay spends most of their time up in the trees, it does happen up in the trees, and it can occur several times while that female is in heat, which makes sense, right? Because she's in heat for, like, four to ten days, which is a lot of time. Another cool thing about the margay is that in the case of most other felid species, a lot of them are induced ovulators. Yeah, so what it means is they... Basically, um, different things will cause them that cause the females to ovulate, and a lot of times that event is the act of copulation itself. And so, mm-hmm. while a female can be in estrus, she may not necessarily be ovulating until she is copulating. 
Okay. Um, and that's one of the ways that it just, like, ensures copulatory success. Right. Margays are not that way. They are not induced ovulators, so they have, like, a specific ovulation time during estrus, um, during which they're already copulating. So it's kind of like, oh, let's hope it takes kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. And then when it comes to gestation, it lasts around 80 days. And at the end of that, they have a little kitten. They got one kitten that comes out and poops it right out. Better better latch on to that one Tito that's got his shoes wrong. (laughs) One or the other. Yep. Uh, very rarely there can be two kittens born, but interestingly, too, the kittens are relatively large considering the size of the adult Margay and the size okay. of other kittens that are born. They weigh anywhere between around three to six ounces at birth, which, again, Aww. isn't huge, but if you're considering you've got a five to ten pound cat, that's right. kind of big. <laughs> that's a bit of it, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a chunk. Um, and... Uh, scientists think this is due to the long gestation period. They're just able hmm. to get bigger and bonier. <laughs> right. At approximately two weeks of age, the kittens will open their eyes. This is pretty um, pretty closely related to kind of all the other cat species. It's around that time they start opening eyes. And in fact, I remember when I uh, worked with a female tiger that had a cub and we were doing regular weights and stuff on him. Uh, <laughs> there was one amazing day for 24 hours within that two-week period. Only one of his eyes opened. <laughs> And so for that entire time, he looked like he was winking at all of us. Just a like he had a pirate little secret. For a day. Yeah, a little pirate secret. And it was incredible. I thought it was the funniest thing. And he was so mean, too. He's just like, yeah. He had one eye. <laughs> it was so freaking cute. Aww. Anywho. Well, imagine. Uh, yes. I'm glad we don't do that. Like, baby. Can you imagine? <laughs> Our eyes are just, like, like, open. That baby's got something to tell me. Look at that winky baby. That baby's got a side quest for me. (laughs) Uh, Those kittens, once they reach anywhere between 12 to 18 months of age, which is not very old, they reach sexual maturity. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. They're ready to take off and and start doing their own thing. Gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, And then their lifespan is anywhere upward or sorry um it's been reported to be upwards of 20 years in human care in Whoa. the wild of course it's shorter so yeah between like 10 to 15 as estimated i saw in fact, there's oh i was just gonna say quick shout out to cincinnati Aww. as of april 2018 they have a 26 year old margate named carlotta good for Whoa. her that fucking nasty nanny of course they do <laughs> yeah that golden girl um, I was just going to say, like, that's crazy that they're sexually mature so fast, because then I thought you said, I thought you were going to say, like, their lifespan, like, their life expectancy was really short. Yeah. But that's still, like, it's... a pretty, like, they can bone down for a quite a long time. Like, the majority of their life, they're just, like, in it to win it. Yeah, they are. But it's tough, too, because, like I said, they're not induced ovulators, so it's sort of like a game Ooh, of chance true. with them. Oh, my God. Um, and that's one of the things that makes it difficult to breed them in human care. Okay. because... It just adds to the difficulty of all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and actually, in the wild, infants typically suffer approximately fifty percent mortality rate, which is pretty steep. Ah, that's awful. Especially when, yeah, especially when that mom's going through eighty days of cooking that baby. Yeah, for that one baby, and she's got special teats just for it. And then it's like, mm-hmm. never mind, I died. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> Bye, I love you, and I love your UTTs. Good luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
It's fine. He's just reincarnated over and over. Obviously, that's how that works. True, 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 true. If I know anything about Charles Darwin, I know that I have been reincarnated a thousand times. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. God, and I will never stop. Next time, I'm probably going to be something gross. I will be a hot dog. I will be a living hot dog. I was just going to say a hot dog. (laughs) You're going to be a hot dog. I'm going to be a Slim Jim. Yay! Full circle. You know what? I'm just like a shriveled you then. I was going to say, isn't a Slim Jim just kind of like a dried out hot dog? Isn't a Slim Jim just like a nightmare hot dog? If I put a hot dog on the roof of my car in the sun, would I get a Slim Jim? No, no, no. You put a hot dog in a bun on the roof of your car in summer. You come back 30 minutes later, you've got a Slim Jim on a saltine cracker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yuck. And also, probably some, I don't know, birds. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Birds. You've probably got some feral-ass cat nomming that hot dog. <laughs> there is a raccoon in my vehicle. It climbed into my sunroof. <laughs> and it's eating a, a Slim Jim? I think it used to be a hot dog. <laughs> what a day. It's interesting. It's actually how scientists made the first Slim Jim. Fun fact. Yeah. Anywho. That was uh, actually I, a memoir we just went through. That was my memoir. <laughs> great. Um, I forgot to mention, I earlier I said they had two really cool adaptations that make them, like, great hunters. <laughs> and I only talked about one, and then I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm going to talk about the next one now. <laughs> Delightful. They have cool-ass ankles. What? They're extremely agile, and their ankles can turn up to 180 degrees. So just let that sink in for a minute. Ew. Yeah. Um, the only other cat that they've seen have the same ability that the Margay has related to their ankles is the clouded leopard. Oh. Yeah. But this ability is that because of their wackadoo ankles, they can grasp um, branches equally well with their front and their hind paws. And so they can actually climb headfirst down trees. I am frowning. I so they just kind of like defy gravity a little bit and are just like, dee, 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 not a problem. I don't like think about bones going ways they're not supposed to go. And 180 degrees in the other way, that way. seems like where somewhere it shouldn't be going. Yeah, it's a long way from home. <laughs> that is like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's a long way, but it, it aids in their ability to hunt in the trees because then it means they don't really have to leave and they can easily pursue prey without you know really any problem the prey's like i'm gonna go down the tree and the margay's like <laughs> i'm right behind you yeah i'm fucking stretch armstrong see me go combine that with the fact that they have approximately a 12 foot horizontal jump what um, and that they have been observed to be able to hang for branches with only one foot they're unstoppable i'm sorry 12 feet That's and this fucker's way. like 30 inches long yeah, this thing's the size of a house cat. He is rocket launching his body into space. <laughs> he really is. Someone call Elon Musk. We need to get this fucking Margay power into the next spaceship. But also maybe an exorcist for their feet. What? Okay, mm-hmm. you just did. You just dropped too much on me at one time. That's why I saved it for a second <laughs> section. It was all intentional. <laughs> okay, the last thing you said, it hangs by one foot. Mm-hmm. Because it's foots backwards. Ew! I hate this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not Googling that. I'm not. I don't want to see. Okay. Well, 
to each their own. I'm going to Google that. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. How often do we talk about this thing? Never. Oh. Except for right now. All right. So do you want to learn how to tell an ocelot from a margate? Or do you want to learn about where they're from? Okay, let's do where they're from. I don't want to leave people hanging Great. for too long. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. These guys are from, like I said, Central and South America, and historically, Fuck. their range has extended into the southern United States, into areas of Texas. Um, well, I'm looking at pictures of them hanging upside down. That ain't fucking right. It's eating a squirrel. Good for them. They probably mimicked that squirrel. Maybe call. it's a monkey. <laughs> I can't really tell. Um, but wow. they're obviously tree dwellers, so they're going to be found in areas of dense forest, mm. and this can be... Um, this is typically in tropical forests, but they can also be found higher up in different um, elevations, too. Okay. Sometimes farmers have even seen them on coffee and cocoa plantations. So they're just, Ooh. like, out and about doing their thing. Getting that Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, scientists have seen um, historically that they have been found in areas of the southern United States, specifically Texas. However, there oh. is fossil evidence of margays and, quote, margay-like cats found in Florida and Georgia in the United States, dating oh back God. to the Pleistocene era. That Florida-Georgia yeah. line. There it is. <laughs> that Margay's getting wild. Wow, what an awful place to live. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bad. Did I say that? Oh, wow. I apologize to all our country music listeners. To all our Florida-Georgia line people. Members. <laughs> We're so sorry. All, your, all of our deluxe members of the Florida-Georgia line club. <laughs> Good God. Ugh. I'm sorry that you're melting 99% of the time. Oh, yeah. Humidity. And also, I'm sorry that all your margays are dead. <laughs> well, maybe one day they'll get them back. Right? That's how that works, right? They'll rise from the dead, pet cemetery style. Absolutely. I actually, I have a question. Hit me. Pet cemetery. I know you're a huge Stephen King person. I would die for did, him, yes. Did you read that book? Are you shitting me? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so do the rules of whatever lore of Pet Cemetery apply to fossils? No. Why not? They couldn't be, like, too far gone, because they came back, like, when you put them in. And then also they came back evil. But it wouldn't, like, regenerate bones and shit. So, like... Why not? Little Tad. Wasn't his name Tad? Tad. Pet Cemetery. Look, I'm stupid cemetery. Pet Cemetery (laughs) Tad. Is that his name? Or is that from Cujo? I don't oh think God, it God, matters God, 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 God. in the slide. Oh, no, it's Tad Trenton. No, that's okay. Cujo. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, Gage. Gage is that little boy. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Yeah, see, that little boy gets, like, hit by, like, a semi-truck, and then they bury him in the ground, and then he come out looking like he got hit by a semi-truck. <laughs> I would expect. And then, but so- also evil. But it's not gonna it's not gonna regenerate a fossil into like a bone horse. No, that's like too far gone, I think. Well who made these rules? Um Who, who where's the line? If in Florida, Georgia. <laughs> there it is actually, there it is. Um, okay, well, there I guess goes my dreams. But actually know, there so opens sorry. up a plot point for my next novel. So Stephen King, you opened yourself up to this. You should have known. You should. And actually, have known. as far as like the evil thing goes, if it died evil, does it come back exactly the same, or does it come back nice? It probably comes back more fucking evil because this was like an angelic little child boy. Okay, I'm looking at pictures. He doesn't look like he got hit by a semi. He has like a scar. 
Classic so semi So it did regenerate wounds. a little bit, but like... So he was an angel and he came back as Chucky. So I feel like if you were the devil, you would come back as... Devil squared. Yeah, just like the apocalypse slash a black hole. Hmm. You come back a Slim Jim. Oh my god, you bury a hot dog, you come back a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true Pet cemetery lore. Amazing. Oh my god. Okay, well anyways, um, this is a perfect segue. How do you tell an ocelot from a margay? Do you know? I want to say ocelot are different yeah yep there it is there's also a lot right right yeah yeah that's it um for anyone who isn't as stupid as you (laughs) (laughs) i've like worked with ocelot but i don't i can't picture like a margot that yeah Hmm, interesting uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! I did. <laughs> I ain't making shit up. I believe you, but I didn't like work with a Margay like side by side and play like spot the fucking difference. Mm. All right, well now you're about to learn. Okay, teach me. <laughs> teach me. So both of them are considered small cats, and they fall within the realm of small cats. So, in the grand scheme of cats, you've got your big cats, you've got your small cats. And you kind of got some medium cats, but like for the sake of simplicity, you got your big cats, you got your small cats. The Margay, the Ocelot, the Clouded Leopard, all those guys fall within the small cat category. In your big cat category, you've got your tigers, your jaguars, your lions, and and you know, not technically, but like pumas and cheetahs are part of that, and it's a whole thing. But yeah, yeah, that's a thing. The biggest thing that delineates one from the other is that the big cats for the most part can roar but they can't purr on the flip side yes. the small cats can purr but they can't roar so the margays and the ocelots are in that small cat category they can purr they cannot roar they chirp and do whatever like your house cat does yeah the ocelot is on the big end of the small cat spectrum so they're going to be on the larger side the margay are on the smaller side so remember your margay are between like five to ten pounds so again Kay. the size of your house cat an ocelot can be anywhere between two to three times that size so they're going to be bigger. Um, like a thicker boy, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, one pretty cool way to tell them apart is to look at their tail. So the ocelot tail is going to be shorter than its hind leg. The margay tail is going to be longer than its hind it's leg. It's 700 feet long. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very long. And the reason being the ocelot spends more time on the ground than margay spends more time in the trees. So they need Sick. that tail for balance. And that tail is going to yeah. help them go out onto limbs and stuff like that. And actually, because they're a smaller, lighter cat... They can traverse onto um, smaller, skinnier branches that are farther away from the base or the trunk of the tree and, um, you know, do whatever they do out there, breed or hunt or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. without at risk of it breaking because they can use that tail to balance themselves and they're not super heavy. So they're not just going to, like, break the chair they sit in. Just, like, annihilate it. Right, right, right. Pretty much. Talked about how the Margay had a really great horizontal leap of approximately 12 feet. And this is um, superior to the ocelot. The ocelot can't even leap that far, which is crazy to me. That's a tiny little kitty, and that's just like, pew, taken off. Yeah, like sprawling. And then, of course, I already mentioned the margay has that crazy joint rotation in their ankles that allows them to climb headfirst down a tree, which is nuts, and has their other feet facing whatever. It's crazy. 
Just bizarro. Right, right. The Margate, for the most part, is less abundant throughout their range than the Ocelot is. And okay. it tends to be more secretive in its habits, too. So that's one of the reasons, too, that researchers are like, we think we know some things, but we're not really sure. Uh, and that's actually one of the reasons, as well, that no one is really sure if Margate still roam South Texas. Yeah. They haven't really been able to get a definitive answer there. The habitat in South Texas, however, is not looking great for Margay populations. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we done talking about... So, okay. So the only way for me to tell the difference between a Margay and Ocelot is to make them, like, jump. And who, who can jump fucking farther? I have to put them on, like, an obstacle course? No! The Ocelot's bigger. The Margay's smaller. Okay. The okay. Yeah, the Margay can leap a lot farther. The Margay is the only one that can walk headfirst down a tree. The Margay <laughs> has a hella long tail. The Ocelot has a shorter tail. But their markings are, like, the same? Their markings are pretty similar. The ocelot does have more um, longitudinal stripes, but it does have a mix of stripes and rosettes, just like the margay does. That's crazy. I thought there would be, like, a thing, like, margay always have this. I mean, (laughs) is it not enough to have exorcist ankles? I'm just saying. Like, like is that unique if enough? If they're both, well, if they're both laying down, I'm gonna be like, I don't fucking know. I gotta wait to see if they'll fucking climb the walls or not. Okay, um, one is like eight pounds, one is like thirty pounds. But what if it's a speed test? Like, what if I have to answer in like a second and I don't have time to think about which one's bigger? What are the stakes? <laughs> <laughs> what are the stakes life, for this horrible life test? Life or fucking death. <laughs> Great. Uh, no, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't know wow. if the ocelot has the, like, moon tats on the back of its ears. I don't know. Oh, but sick. the margay definitely does. Um, you know, I think it do. I feel like mm. mine did. Um, the ocelot I also has shorter fur know. than the margay does. Uh, it's shorter. Okay. And then margays do have larger eyes proportionally in their skull than okay. ocelots do. So, if that helps. It's so crazy, though, that they're, like, so similar. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, they're pretty. Like, I mean, they they're part like, of the same genus, so. True, 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 true. But, it's like people are always like, "Oh, leopard and jaguar, like I can't tell them apart." But like these things look identical. Yeah, I mean, one's just except a lot for bigger. all the things that they're right, different. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, uh, like whenever people come to the zoo and they're like, "How do you tell these animals apart?" And it's like, yeah, I work with them every day, and it takes practice. But also, like every animal looks different if you spend more than yes. like thirty seconds looking at them. Yes. So, it's just, I think it's just one of those things, too. Yeah. And I think a lot okay. of people don't even know that, like, we're hard-pressed to find someone that knows that an ocelot is a thing, much less that a margay <laughs> is a thing, so I'm sure they're just like, oh, it's that thing that I didn't know. Yes. You know how it is. I fucking do, yep. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, I interrupted. You were no, talking about that's Texas. Okay. So, the habitat in Texas isn't very conducive to margay populations, just due to the extensive deforestation and... There's so many stuff. cowboys. And there's so many cowboys. <laughs> and you know how much cowboys love kitties. <laughs> too many cowboys. Too many cowboys. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cowboys in Texas. We all know that uh, cowboys and kitties can't exist in the same area. They're mortal Absolutely. enemies. If you got too many the, cowboys, you're not. it's just not going to work for them kitties. And vice well, versa. They, they take up the same niche. Right, right, right. I think it's niche. <laughs> I know. Okay. I just it, no. It okay. No, because <laughs> it could be either or, and I think niche sounds better. So you can fucking niche all day, but I'm gonna niche it out till I die. I want that on a bumper sticker. 
<laughs> you're gonna niche it out. But actually, it doesn't like work well in written word. It's just you're saying niche twice, and so someone's like, "What is that? Was this supposed to mean something?" Yes, your bumper sticker is "Is it niche or niche?" And then it's just the same. Yeah. Is it niche? Is this our GIF gif? Because oh. I'm a jiffer. I'm a jiffer, and I'm a nicher. It is GIF though. <laughs> I don't think I should ever say nicher ever again. <laughs> no. No. Out loud. No. I did it twice just now, which is a death sentence. It was I two times that. too many. But I tried to really enunciate the second time. But God. No, we don't condone that behavior. I hate myself. Here Let's at Keeper Chat, we hate that. Let's move on. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take a guess at their conservation situation? Bad. Oh, okay. Like, how bad? Bad, dying, critically endangered. Okay. Uh, no. Fuck. It's okay. I mean, yay! <laughs> Woo! I'm so conflicted! It is near threatened. Dang it. Yeah. I mean, yay! Oh, this it. is very confusing. Uh, so, anyone that's wondering, near threatened is on the, the better half of things. True. Um, yeah. So that's good. It's sort of, sort of toward the even realm of not even could being be considered. Could be worse. Yeah. But the population is seen to be declining, so that could upgrade to the next level here at some Kay. point. Um, but the main thing is habitat loss, like all animals, and especially since they live in trees, the fact that they are literally being just deforested isn't helping because their right. tree house is being torn down every time. And then they have to move. And we all know how annoying it is to rent a U-Haul and to like pick up all your things and move them. And like, you know, you're going to scuff your furniture and you know, you're going to stub your yep. toe and you know, yep. you're going to lose the lid to that pot that you needed. And then... You've got to do that 50,000 times because your tree and keeps getting destroyed. And the worst is that a cowboy moves in your old home. Oh, God. And you the know audacity. he's not going to take care of it like the he should. audacity. And you know the next tree you move to might have, like, a poop stain on the wall or, <laughs> you know, like, a crack in the hardwood floor. So. No. The foundation crumbling and every single time you got to pay a security deposit and your own pet deposit because god you are the <laughs> because you're the animal because, and you are leaving the pet dander because the because the entire market is run by cowboys there's a monopoly on the entire <laughs> rental market for margays because it's run by cowboys and they're they're setting Honestly, the rules conspiracy it sucks anywho we're unearthing another one yeah uh but th- like is someone said, keeping track I think they should. I'm sure one of our patrons are because they're amazing. How many conspiracies have we uncovered? It's unreal. I would say at least 17. Like, we're banned from the radio. Like, we, like, they were like, your podcast is so good, we would put this on the radio, except for all the conspiracies you've uncovered, like, you're banned. Yeah, it's definitely not the language. They're like, that's fine. But the conspiracies. No, and not the just, like, really boring, uninteresting content and conversation it's the conspiracies right right it's not all the hot dog talk it's it's everything else you know what now that we alerted benedict cumberbatch to us via heart of beast he's like (gasps) running the show now top dog top yes hot dog yes anywho uh yeah that i mean the chance of them just getting worse is pretty high just due to the reasons that all animals are going extinct um right but they are pretty elusive, so there is hope that maybe they're just like hunkering down and doing their thing and walking around yeah, backwards just and out there, sounding like monkeys and all that jazz. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope that's the case. Thoughts and prayers. 
TNP. Just like snorted. Ew. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna get into a bit of a subject here. We're gonna talk about Margay in popular culture. Margay in media. The MIM. They are. They are there. Um, I only found one instance of them. Okay. And I hope to God that none of our listeners know what I'm talking about. But if you do, just know I judge you heavily. Okay. Okay. I'm so afraid. There is an anime called Kimono Friends. Kimono Friends. Kimono. K-E-M-O-N-O. Yeah, Kimono. And there's also a game based off of the anime, Kimono Friends. Okay. Uh, there's a character in that who I don't know if this oh, is her name. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Yes. But yeah. Kimono. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But it's uh, Margay is the every listing that I found. And she's basically just a human in a Margay costume with a very short skirt. We're getting into some dangerous anime territory. She's got some glasses and kitty ears and a tail. And it's a whole thing. I'm just going to let you go ahead and check that out. Um, I'm... Okay. What am I on? I'm on this weird website. Mm-hmm. It's just the Kimono Friends wiki. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, written in, like, racist Japanese English. Yeah. That's the same thing I found as well. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if this it's, if it's offensive r- or if it's, it's meant to be, like, cutesy. But either way, it's not good. I'm not going to read any of it because mm-hmm. I feel like it's bad racist. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but anywho, it's it's a character wow, on that. who the fuck wrote this? I'm going to report this. <laughs> I'm going to report this wiki. <laughs> God, imagine how many reports they get. <clears throat> Seriously. But yeah, it's, it's a girl in a whole costume and it's a... I see her now, yes. It's a whole but it's thing. not... I, yeah, she's, um... Let me say this. Like, it's not... It's not as yeah. bad as it could be. Okay. But it's not as good as it could be on the... Okay. ...strange sexual spectrum. So it did say associated characters, mm-hmm. the southern rockhopper penguin, and there is a girl that's also a penguin. Mm-hmm. There's also a girl that's an emperor penguin. Right. I'm really confused. I don't think this... Okay. <laughs> the Emperor Penguin, um, it says, it has, like, personality, role in the plot. Personality, it says shy, question mark. That's all it says. God, that's a mood. Yeah, and it says one of the members in PPP. Yeah, that's which... um, PPP TV. Is that what, it, that was what you found? Sure, it's... PPP Live, yeah. Yeah. That I think that's part of this whole world. Oh, it's the Penguin Performance Project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, is it a show? I don't... I'm so... I just... I shouldn't... Yeah, I believe it's the show. There's an axolotl? What the fuck? Yeah, it's the, it's the anime Kimono Friends, and then there's a game, Kimono Friends, based off of the anime Kimono Friends. You know what? Maybe we're just giving it too much grief. Maybe it's an excellent show, and we should open our worldview a little bit. But right, like, how is this any different than Arthur? True, 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 true. I'm not saying Arthur is an excellent show. I think we need to be very, very careful with our words here. So critical of Arthur. Um, but I think just the fact that, like, just what she's wearing is questionable could yeah. 
leads me to believe that it's not as educational as I'm hoping it is. But anywho, I just want to point something out as well. If you look this up on the wiki, you will find that there's a taxonomic rank section of the article about the margay. It's got the scientific name. Um, It's got the family and the genus and the order and the IUCN status listed. So, like, that's really helpful and very educational. So, I guess I'm eating my words here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can't. Okay. We can stop Someone write in. I'm sure one of these weirdos that listens. I mean, who else listens to us? It's got to be these people. Well, then we shouldn't ostracize them. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, if you know anything about this, please email us and explain. Mm Mm-hmm. Explain. I mean, explain. <laughs> America, explain. <laughs> How can this be Arkansas? <laughs> and this, this is Kansas. How is this not Arkansas? <laughs> Amazing. Vine died too soon. Oh, R.I.P. So, anywho, R-I-P. that's the Margay. Do you have any questions? Oh, well, no. Great. It was very thorough. Great. I'm glad. Thank you, patrons, for voting on the Margay. We love talking about kitties. Yeah, so weird. I was so surprised Never... that they voted for that. I am too, actually. I guess you guys knew what it was. Good for you. Um, just so you know, just, like, we will never shit. stop talking about cats. There's always going to be a cat episode in the future, so just... There's just, a cat uh, in the room with me right now. There's a cat looking at me. I wish he'd stop. <laughs> Ain't no Margay, but... Not that I know of. God damn. So anywho, uh, TLDL on <laughs> TLDL. the Margay. They are a small cat. They're a small cat species native to Central and South America and possibly the southern United States. Who knows? They live up in the trees. They're found in tropical regions. And they do just about everything up in the trees. They hunt up there. They breed up there. They shoot the shit up there. I don't know. They live their lives up there. Um, They have a really cute face. And a lot of times they're commonly confused with the ocelot, which is also in their same genus, uh, the leopardus genus. But... The ocelot is different in a number of ways. First and foremost, it's bigger than the margay. It can't jump quite as far. Uh, its spots were maybe, or it's, sorry, its rosettes are maybe a little bit different. Um, mm. It's got smaller eyeballs. It's, there's a few different things. It weighs less, or it weighs more, whatever. Um, let's see what else. They eat all different types of animals, and sometimes they can eat fruit and other grass and vegetation to aid in digestion. They have really cool hunting adaptations, first of which they can use auditory mimicry to um, vocalize different sounds. Yeah, that makes it sound like other animals. And so what has been observed is they've done this with a small species of monkey, a tamarind, and they have been observed mimicking the call of an infant. And so that's one of the ways that researchers have hypothesized that they are hunting is by doing that. And then also they can pull (laughs) some nasty tricks and flip their feet around and walk up and down a tree no problem head first but first who knows everything they're fine just they can do it all first place rockwall championship goes to the margay uh let's see what else they are considered near threatened on the iucn red list due to habitat loss and deforestation um they're a very elusive species so there's hope that maybe they're doing okay but uh, as far as what they've seen lately, researchers are considering that their population is in decline, so it could be upgraded to a more serious status in the near future. Hmm. Uh, as far as Margay and media go, why don't you just go listen to what we said five minutes ago? Because I don't really want to revisit it. 
it hurt my brain. It hurt my brain a little bit, and I would prefer to pursue the path of light from here on out. <laughs> Anywho, that's it. That's the Margay. I loved it. Wonderful. I loved every second. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Hope you had fun hanging out with us, learning about the Margay, chilling, talking about hot dogs and Stephen King. Those all go together, right? Makes yeah. sense. Related. <laughs> if you're interested in listening to more episodes, feel free to check us out. We're on every podcasting platform, um, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever you want to listen to. We're everywhere. Tell your friends and your family and your grandma and your friend's grandma. Tell them both. Maybe they can get together and have a little listening party. Aww. That sounds nice, right? I think they'd like it. Anywho, feel free to check out all of our social media platforms. We are active and involved, and we're here to see you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> what else? I don't know. If you guys want to uh, be more a part of our community and help donate and make this show the amazing thing that it is, and have a say in upcoming episodes, and receive bonus content each month, why don't you consider checking out our Patreon page? You can join our page, become patrons of our show, and you'll get mm -hmm. extra stuff from us every month it's a good deal it's a like it's like almost like a steal it almost is a steal thank you again to our patrons for being so involved with the production of this show and helping us come up with new ideas for um, episodes and things like that you guys rock we love you we love you <laughs> i'm gonna talk about different things all right get to it now <laughs> okay listen up everybody it's me wikipedia founder jimmy wales <laughs> whoa I didn't know we had a guest on the show this week. What up, Jimbo? Hey, um, here's the thing. <laughs> hey. You guys wouldn't have this fucking podcast without my website. Right, right, right. And uh, it's time for the annual Wikipedia fundraiser. Uh-huh. And I think you guys should donate to, to me, Jimmy Wales, and my website, wikipedia.org. All right. Why, why should we donate to you, Jimmy Wales? Here's the thing. We're the one of the most visited websites in the world. Every time you pick up your phone and you Google something, guess what comes up first? Wikipedia. That's true. We use you constantly in our podcast. We've gotten flack for it, but you're a Everyone legitimate resource <laughs> because lots of people contribute to your site, and they can do it for free, and they contribute a lot of great information. Yeah, and you know what else? is? I could have been in a big old shithole and made a big old for-profit website full of ads and pop-ups and all that other stuff but i did it that ain't the jimmy wales way <laughs> that's not the jimmy wales way i give you my jimmy wales promise that i will never do that wink wink um by yeah. the way we're not sponsored in any part by wikipedia in fact <laughs> we're gonna tell you to go donate to wikipedia <laughs> yeah i know i think it's really important um it's basically like the encyclopedia britannica of our time mm-hmm um, and yeah, I think it's an awesome resource. We use it a lot. I use it in like day to day. Anytime, like I was just like seriously Googling Tad from fucking Cujo and that Wikipedia page popped up first. Um, yeah. Think about so how often gets... you use it in your day to day life and how much we take yes. it for granted and it's completely free. So like we want it to stay that way and we want it to be yeah. accessible for everyone. And like how whenever you go to like your local news website, how it's actual literal internet cancer mm -hmm. and there's like 700 pop-ups and like 30 ads and you have to like pay to read the rest of the article. And Wikipedia is not like that because of these fundraisers and these donations. Um, so you guys are awesome and we have obviously Patreon 
dolares, um, and we're gonna donate some money to Wikipedia. So you guys have kind of already done your part, patrons. Thank you. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna post on Facebook and do another blast because um, Wikipedia doesn't do like in your face fundraising at all. They just have like a little like banner that pops up on their page because um, they're like super chill about not being fucking annoying. Um, but we're gonna be annoying for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just keep that in mind. Wikipedia is there, and it's an awesome resource. We should support the things that are awesome and not annoying. Agreed. That's a really good life motto. And Jimmy Wales has done us all a solid by making it such a great place to be. Correct. Thanks, J-Dubs. Thanks, J-Dubs. Also, thanks for having an animal as your last name, even though you spelled it wrong. He came first, actually. (laughs) The whale (laughs) spelled it wrong. (laughs) He invented the whale. Okay, that's all I had to say. Okay, yeah, I think it's a great thing. So please consider doing that and check out all of our social media for more information coming up here shortly. Also, Flora and I wanted to uh, take a moment to give a shout out to all of the keepers and staff and emergency personnel and everyone and volunteers and everyone that have been so helpful and supportive with the Chester Zoo fire aftermath. Um, We've seen a lot of the reports online coming through about kind of the entire situation and just know that all of us over here at Keeper Chat really support you guys and we know how difficult that sort of thing is and so we want you to know that we support you and we know you guys are doing an awesome job and we you know we just want you to know that we're here so yes great job with all you do you can listen and maybe laugh at our stupid big dumb jokes yeah if nothing else you can at least shake your heads and say look at those Dumbos. Yeah, God, at least I'm not as dumb as those Dumbos. <laughs> and that'll maybe help, right? That's a bright spot. That's a bright spot on the horizon. I could have been reincarnated as one of those Dodos. <laughs> <laughs> it's already been extinct. Imagine that. Imagine you were reincarnated as an extinct animal, and you're like, dang it! <laughs> what kind of back-ass reincarnation? Did I lose a bet? <laughs> you come back as a woolly mammoth and you're the only one you're like well shit (laughs) yes they like you're the one that they like they cloned from like mosquito blood and they brought you back and they're like sorry you're the only one dino dna did it again (laughs) (laughs) and dino dna oh my god all right on that note have a great Bye. week, guys. We'll see you next week. And we love you, you all.